Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 328 and it is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime studios, uh, we have the producer and lead listening editor of Roadie Radio. Uh, party people, please welcome Lauren Walker. Hi everyone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, welcome to the welcome to the show. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, uh, we we actually uh, met a few weeks ago uh, at um, Chris Revel's uh, Chris Revel of Let's Chat with Chris Revel, his podcast meetup um, right on Sim Street, uh, right right next door to Revival Brewery, and yeah, and uh, yeah, this is how we we were like, hey. Uh, like your show like want to come on and I'm like sure and here we are yeah I'm yeah. so glad too because I you know I said when I met you guys like I'm such a bad podcaster in that I like have my podcast that I listen to like there's like a handful and I never branch out mm-hmm. and so like I met you guys I met a bunch of other people at the podcast meetup so I've been branching out listening to more podcasts and I am officially a fan of Codex Prime um, so I've been binging episodes in preparation <laughs> so yeah you got a new fan <laughs> oh terrific yeah, we greatly appreciate that yeah absolutely and uh, yeah and yeah before we begin the episode proper I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, our all of our listeners and viewers of the Codex Prime podcast you know this uh been doing it for eight years, um, wow. eight long years, and uh, we're still here, 328 episodes in. So, you know, we just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to our show or catching our episode on Facebook Live or, or both, or even just sending emails or, or sending comments our way during our live episodes. So, yeah, thank you for the support, and uh, yeah, we'll keep doing it. Yes, and also a big shout out to our sponsors, uh, the Rhode Island Midnight Basketball League. That's going to be starting. On July 11th at uh, Kent County YMCA, games will be happening every Tuesday and Thursdays. And then also uh, our other sponsor, Rhode I- uh, Culture Fest Rhode Island 2023, which will be happening at the Southside Cultural Center of Rhode Island on um, Broad Street. That's going to be happening the weekend of Ju- June 30th to July 2nd. So you definitely want to make sure you go out and support those events because they're definitely going to be major and they're huge for the community. So. Thank you for your support, and make sure you support them. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, Lauren. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk, I know that you're the um, you're part of a roadie radio. Um, yeah, uh, uh, talk to us a bit about um, you know your your work in roadie radio, the origins of uh, of, of of the company, and uh, yeah, like what's your overall mission? Sure. So Roadie Radio is Rhode Island's statewide library podcast. Um, So it's me and a couple of other hosts, um, Dave Bartos, who works at the Cranston Public Library, and Emily Goodman, who works at the Office of Library and Information Services. Um, And together we are Roadie Radio. We make podcasts that are... um, you know, the type of thing that a library would have as like a program or an event at the library. Uh, Basically, it started during the pandemic. Uh, We had to work from home for a little while when libraries closed down. And I wasn't a part of it then, um, but the people who started it really wanted to continue doing library programs. Um, And, you know, for those of you who don't know out there, because, you know, my job as a librarian is just like, we want to give you free things. Just come and visit us. Um, (laughs) Like libraries do 
events, lectures, craft programs, like any person who is like interesting or an expert in their field, libraries love to have those people come and talk for our patrons. So we try to continue that. We have lectures, we have musicians, anything we think is interesting, we'll make it into a podcast. So that's what we do. And so there isn't really like a set format for each episode because we all do different episodes. We all talk to different people. Um, I just started a series that's going to be um, airing, I believe, in July um, called If These Walls Could Talk, where I talk to people who run historic house museums in Rhode mm-hmm. Island. Um, passion project for me. I used to work at the Newport Mansion, so I okay. like super nerd out about old houses and all that stuff. So I think it's going to be a good series, but we do all kinds of episodes so yeah have you been by uh benefit street in providence not in particular is there a good all, house museum there all old houses oh yeah all of them yeah as a matter of fact there was one on uh, sheldon street which was the subject of a book that i read back in elementary school called something upstairs Mm-hmm. Written by uh, an author, Avi, who was actually from from Rhode Island. He's actually from, yeah, from Providence, mm-hmm. and he lived at the house. That's super cool. Yeah, so I don't even know if the guy's still alive. The honest truth, but Avi, <laughs> yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, he um he wrote a few. Did did he write any horror stories? Yeah, I think it was more. Yeah, yeah it was horror. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was picturing like a children's book because you said you read it when you were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <it was. laughs> He is, yep, still alive. Nice. Uh, Shout out to Avi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no, I, there's, I'm trying to remember now, but there's over 30 historic house museums in Rhode Island alone, and it's such a small state that mm. it seems a shame not to visit all of them and bring it to our listeners, so I decided to do that. But we've talked with... Um, I did an episode with the LGBTQ plus archive at the Providence Public Library. That was really cool because we were able to share um, some of their clips from their oral history archive. Uh, So you get to hear those in the episode. Um, So, yeah, we do all kinds of different stuff, but um, people can listen to us at roadyradio.org or wherever they find their podcasts. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, what were some what were some uh, uh, so far? Like what were some of the most notable interviews uh, that you've had on the show? I would say that LGBTQ plus um, archive is one of them. I really enjoyed that whole episode. The clips were really moving. Um, also, the the Pain House episode that I just did, um, it was just a, a really fun conversation because I nerd out about historic houses and obviously they nerd out about <laughs> historic <laughs> houses. So we just had like a really, it, the conversation flowed really well. Um, but we've had so many good episodes. Um, we also do a series that's called Roadie Eats, um, where we try to like eat a bunch of different versions of a thing in Rhode Island and then like rank them. Uh, and we did an episode called Roadie Eats Donuts, where we actually all went out and gathered like, I don't know, 20 something donuts and then had them on the table and tried them like while recording it and it was very fun to make and very fun to listen to so <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah that sounds fun because i eat people tell people tell me my girlfriend tells me all this time you eat like a kid <laughs> yeah you do hey i mean i would do that kids seem pretty happy when they eat so <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, you know, you've mentioned donuts. I'm thinking like uh, some of the best uh, donut donut places in the state. Like, there's PVD Donuts, of course. Yes. There's Alley's. There's Need Donuts. Mm-hmm. Alley's yeah. was in the episode. Um, Need was not in the episode because I was supposed to go to Need and did not realize they were closed that day. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, but they were the ones, um, we used the list from the um, Rhode Island Food Fights donut competition. So we used the donuts that they had in that competition and need won the competition. Um, okay. And they do have really good donuts. I particularly like the passion fruit one, if you've had it. It's really good. Donut. Yes, and it sounds strange, but it's like a glaze and it's very like subtle and fruity and it just goes really well <laughs> with the donut. Mm. But I could talk about donuts for a really long time, so I won't. <laughs> yeah. I need to find this place. Yeah, there's, there's two locations. Um, there's one like right off... Um, I think Broad Street, I think. I think it's one right, right near Broad Street. Then there's one like somewhere. Uh, I think it was North Kingstown, yeah. the other one. Is it North Kingstown? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, that's the one that I was going to go to. And I think it was in North Kingstown, but it was close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I had already had their donuts. Okay. Not yeah. to brag, but I'm a bit of a donut connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Connoisseur, movie connoisseur. There we all go. got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now you mentioned uh, historical houses in in the state. Um, uh, what are some ones that you'd uh, that you eagerly recommend p- people checking out? Oh, no, and also, what's a house that you have yet to visit, but still like your like your holy grail that you've yet to reach, but but hope to someday? Okay. Um, well, I have to, as a Coventry librarian, give a shout out to the Payne House um, because that is one of the historic house museums in Coventry, and it's very cool. It was built in the colonial era, but people lived there until like the 40s, so it's mm. seen like a long span of time. Um, also, because I used to work at the Newport Mansions, like they have a special place in my heart. Um, I particularly liked Rosecliff. Uh, which is weird because it doesn't have a lot of furniture in it. They rent it out for events, so they only have a few pieces that they can like move out of the way when they have an event there. But the story of the house is like really compelling, and just something about like being there. I don't know. And it was also in The Great Gatsby, the one with Robert Redford. So, oh, okay. yes, you can go visit it and then watch the movie and be like, oh, I saw all of those places. Now, have you been to? Uh, uh, what's it? Warwick, Warwick Neck. Oh, um, the Aldrich Thank you. mansion. Yep. I have not been there, but I used to live in Warwick and I wanted to go. Um, I would, so I have to go there. Yeah, I would always like drive up to like I would, when I would take my clients. I work with people with disabilities, and they, that there was one client I always had. She just always wanted to just see it. So the closest we were able to do was just drive up to like the front door, and then just drive out. So you really couldn't, I mean, there was a couple of times where I was lucky where I went to like the side of the house and stuff, but I always wanted to go there, but I'm like, oh, I know we'll get in trouble like if I just walk in there. Is it, I can't remember, it's not like open for tours or anything? I don't think so. No. I think only unless if you're, you either, you have to like set an appointment if you plan on like having an event there. Yeah. 
Um, I think my holy grail one is Rough Point in Newport, which used to be Doris Duke's house. Um, and there's like this, do you guys know the story of like her butler and the murder? No. no. Okay. So I, now I have only heard this story passed down from like other tour guides at the mansion. So, and it's not one of like the Newport mansions, so I never got to go there. Um, but apparently Doris Duke had this beautiful house, Rough Point in Newport, and she had, I think it was either her, I think it was her driver actually, not her butler. So she had an affair with her driver and it went awry. And one day they pulled up to the gate, he got out to open the gate and she hit the gas and hit him with the car into the gate, killed him, murdered him. And then in order to get out of having to like serve time for it, she started the Doris Duke Restoration Foundation, which like has helped to restore basically all of Newport that the like preservation society wasn't responsible for already. And so she it got swept under the rug and Newport got restored and everyone turned a blind eye. Now I was not, you know, I'm not in the courtroom. I was not there, so this could all be rumor, but that is the story. So I've always wanted to go there, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't oh. yet. <laughs> Historical tea. That's what we Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to um, the Conjuring House? I have not. Um, I'm a baby when it comes to stuff <laughs> like that. Like, even if they had it open for tour, I mean, I think you which can. Is, they, you, you can, can now. now. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I saw that you can, like, camp there and stuff, too, which is like, nope. I'm out. <laughs> no way. Oh, I don't even fun. want that energy to like see me. Like, <laughs> oh, I drive by. No. I, yeah, I drove. I've driven my clients there all the time. Actually, one of my clients showed me how to get there. Oh my god! One who's legally blind. <laughs> he wow. showed me how to get there. Wow. Now I can go there with my. I can like just drive there with my eyes closed. Mm. That's so funny. Yeah. No, I'm like. No thanks. But you gotta keep your eyes. Friendly spirits, I'm fine. You gotta keep your eyes open when you're on that street because it's like covered in like a whole bunch of shrubs from the day. So it's like if you blink, you miss it. Mm, I see. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind when I don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and 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 being a library podcast, I'm sure that you've uh, have a whole smorgasbord of like book recommendations. Um, Oh yeah. uh, Are there any Are there any books that you've been reading as of late that you would recommend for our listeners or even ones that you've read in the past like old old new whatever the case may be yeah so I was actually thinking about it because I figured you'd probably ask me that um <laughs> I'm actually reading a book called Eileen by Atessa Moshfeg right now um and I haven't finished it yet but it's really good and I had previously read her book my year of rest and relaxation mm-hmm. she's a very like She's a very like eerie writer and her books remind me of like A24 horror movies. Oh, and I was geez. like, this is an author <laughs> that I oh, should recommend man. to Victor. <laughs> oh, man. Um, they're very like, I don't know, they're not like gory or anything. It's not like hereditary, which scarred me for life. <laughs> but um, they're just very like eerie and creepy and like dark and yeah, but like in a good way. So okay. I can highly recommend her books. Oh, you got them at you got them at eight twenty four. Yeah, no, I know. 
Yeah, I remember she had a, a collection of short stories too, Homesick from Another World. I haven't read that yet, but it's on my list. Okay. After I read My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which I will say was a bit of a hardcore bummer. Like once I was done with it, I was like, I need to read something funny, happy. <laughs> like I need a break from this. But it was really good. Um, but I'm reading Eileen now and it's a little little less depressing <laughs> than that one. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, like I've, re- I've read, um, like for me, I, as far as books I've read recently, I did finish reading, um, see, The Namesake uh, uh, from Jhumpa Lahiri, mm-hmm. which is a book I've always wanted to re- read for years. I remember w- re- watching the, the movie adaptation from 07 with Cal Penn. I've never seen it, but yeah. I like the book. Yeah, the the yeah the book is wonderful. Like I've I finished that. Um, I also read um, uh, the Paper Menagerie by Ken Liu. Okay, it's, it's like another series of short stories, like fantasy and sci-fi. Uh, one of one of which uh, the, one of the stories was actually adapted into Love, Death, and Robots, the first season. Oh, oh. Yep. Um, the Good Hunting, uh, where this the, this spirit uh, turns into like this mecha- mechanized uh, woman. Um, yeah, that that was that was a really good uh, set of stories. Hmm. Um, yeah, and there's there's also um, yeah I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up with books that I've always wanted to read for years and yeah. just never gotten around to. Like, for example, my girlfriend like she's a, she has a a pretty sizable library of books, and one of the books that she has is Middlesex. Um, I also have not read that. That's also on my list. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it came out like oh my gosh, like twenty years ago, and it was it was like a Pulitzer Prize winner. And yeah. she says that it's like a really good book. So I'm trying to start get that started too. So yeah, I have like a whole whole stack. I I even have a Goodreads account, so I keep track yeah. of like books. Me too. I've read. Oh, we'll nice. have to be friends. <laughs> nice, awesome. I'm trying yeah. to think. There was this series of books that was like so weird. If you're into like weird sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to pull up my Goodreads and I'm going to check. Cause I'm I think- actually looking for the app right now just so I can sign oh, up. Oh, yeah. Her. It's great. It's like social media for books. And it's how I keep track of like what I want to read. Um, and you can like be friends with your friends on there and you can see what they're reading and like what their reviews are. Um, yeah. It's just a big Lord Case G, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Mm. Downloading as well. Some you learn something new every day. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, um, what was it called? Shoot. Also, uh, the Illustrated Man by Rat, uh, Roy Ray Bradbury. Um, you know, I that was, read that, that so long ago, I can barely remember it. I love Ray Bradbury, but yeah. I probably should read that again. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it's a pretty solid uh, collection as well. Um, also, Tenth uh, of December by George Saunders. I haven't. That's on my list. I literally actually just scrolled past it. It's literally on my list. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to love the Brain Dead Megaphone. Was a collection of essays by him, and it was like mm. my favorite book in high school. I was like throwing it at all my friends. Like, please read this so we can oh. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, my, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I know with um, with George Saunders, like. Uh, like reading Tenth of December, that was like the first book I read from him, and I I really like his his almost borderline stream of consciousness writing style. Like he's really great at like placing you directly into the thought process of a character. Yeah, that's not just first person; it's just like their active thought process. So like they're they're how they're working out a situation as they're as it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like I've never really seen that seen it seen a writing style done in that way before. I was yeah. Like, hmm. He's really good at that. Yeah. Um, it's called Welcome to Night Vale. Have oh. you heard of it? 
Sounds familiar. It's by Joseph Fink. Um, And I think they had like, I think they actually had a podcast of it. I never listened to it. Um, But there's like, it's a whole series and it's, Welcome to Nightville was like about this like weird town where like strange things happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a very, it's just a really weird book, but those are my favorite books. So (laughs) Um, have you read Ant Kind by Charlie Kaufman? That's on my list. It's a weird one, but I liked it. So yeah, I'm I'm curious yeah. about a Charlie Kaufman novel because like his his movies are extraordinary. Like I, one of my all time favorites is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, he did an adaptation being John Malkovich. Yes, um, Synecdoche, New York. So yeah, like to to him to write a novel, I'm like, hmm. Oh, it's okay. insane. Oh, I it's bet. like <laughs> buckle up. It I okay. did the audiobook and I ended up having like I never have to like. I listen to it on the app, the Libby app, so it like goes away once it expires instead of like renewing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually, I listen all the time. I never have to like renew things or anything, and I had to renew it because <laughs> it was so long. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. Okay. Yeah, highly recommend. Nice. If you like weird books, if you don't like weird books, I do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. Speaking of, um, while we're on the subject of books, like I'm also trying to look for, um, and maybe you, maybe you can have some recommendations, or or even you as well, Carl, of books where books that are not so much about plot or even character, but just like a overall vibe. Like for example, like like movie. Like I can give you examples of movies that that are just like vibes, like something like Tree of Life from Terrence Malick, or even um, something like like Miami Vice uh, from Michael Mann or, or even Tenet to a certain degree, like just a movie, just like a book that's just like not about advancing a plot or, or characters. It's just like just presenting a mood, an overall vibe that's still engaging. Yeah. Anything that, that comes to mind? Good question. Yeah. And nothing is really coming to mind for me. Self-help books have been, <laughs> have been like my go-to <laughs> as of late. Uh, the Twenty-One Irrefutable Laws of, of Leadership has been that was a uh, that was fun for me. I just kind of as I was reading it, I just got up a really bad job. So um, and all I kept thinking about I was like, "Yo, my boss does this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm just in a real angry place," oh, no. but I loved it because I learned so I learned so much. Um, but there's. Uh, but a lot of my favorites was uh, one that Victor put me onto was uh, Between the World and Me by Tony Hesey Coates. I, mm-hmm. He ended up becoming one of my favorite writers. Um, oh, let me see. I, I've kind of been reading a lot. Danny Fingeroff's biography of Stanley was also a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, very, it, it was very well researched. Very well researched, and I ended up watching the uh, Stanley documentary on Disney Plus. Okay, that just came out. It was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty good. Nice. Um, oh, gee, uh, DJ Finesse's book that's and I can the name's escaping me. That was a very that was a very good one. It was the most very much more open and honest book about his life about his life as Mason Santos, which is his real name, Not, instead of like oh the DJ Finesse story and stuff, which I hope he actually writes a book for. So I've been kind of like um, binge watching those, uh, bit not binge watching, binge reading <laughs> those type of books as of late. Um, nice. 
right. I've definitely read my fair share of self-help books too. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're, kind of inter- they're interesting. Yeah. Like, it just gives you a different perspective of um, like instead of about a certain things that you're taught or not taught in school. Like we're not taught any of this stuff in school. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm still going to be probably for the rest of my life pondering that question about a book that's all vibes, but mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I would yeah. say maybe that like the Night Vale series, it's I mean it does have plot. Atessa Moshfeg's books are very like atmospheric, but it's still plotty. Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that um, uh, before we began the show, you know, and you said that you've you've taken some time to uh, to binge some of our episodes. Yes, mm. and I know you said you have some some hot takes, yes. some some opinions. Yes, I do. Um, so I have to say, like, I definitely agree with you about a twenty four. Like, I have yet to see a bad a twenty four movie. If I see a trailer and I'm like, mm, and then it goes a twenty four, I'm like, that's gonna be a good movie. So <laughs> I definitely agree with you about that. Like I said, except uh, hereditary, which I will be traumatized for by for the rest of my life. Always Maybe. seeing the head on the road. In my dreams, <laughs> always <laughs> flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend, my girlfriend is traumatized from that one. <laughs> I just like could not. Um, Didn't see it coming. But mm. also, I will say. Your review of Tree of Life was spot on, okay? When you said that it was like three hours of screensavers, I'm not lying when I say that's verbatim what I said to my husband after he made me watch it. I was like, it's just screensavers. And I get, I understand where you're coming from with your analysis of it. I just think like, it's too abstract for me to enjoy it. Like, okay. even if I understand it, I did not enjoy it. And I was like, screensavers. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was to me. Um, yeah. But I feel like it's like, when I go to an art museum, like, I like to look at, like, paintings of things. And mm. even if it's, like, impressionist and you can, like, barely tell what the things are, you know it's of a thing. But, like abstract art to me I'm just like it's colors it's shapes I don't know what to do with it and I feel like Terrence Malick is abstract art and so it's just some people like it not really for me or Carl <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember watching just like where is this going it's not oh my girlfriend she was in, she, it was to the point she was getting mad oh no <laughs> like why are we watching this and I'm like like I lost Listen, a bet. I lost a bet. <laughs> I gotta hold my end. Up. I have to hold up my end of the bet. Yeah. Cause somebody doesn't like two all the time. <laughs> that was on one time. <laughs> Did but, you end up losing that bet? Uh, uh, no, for the tree of life. Um, no, I I won. Um, so that's had, right. That yeah. was the bet that you were like you were worried you were gonna lose. Yeah. With the cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think so. Was it the Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, like, you know, I don't know, like with, a, with, with Terrence Malick films, it's like, uh, it's an example of like, ex- it's like experimental, you know, there's, it's, it's largely reflective. It's supposed to like, kind of like get you kind of reflecting on yourself and it's like what you, you, what you get out of it is what you, what you bring to it. And, you know, it's, um, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, you know, expecting like plot, story plot eight you know going from 
beat to beat to beat, then that's not that type of movie. But I but I totally yeah. understand uh, if it's not <laughs> if it's not for you. I, I will say like Carl Carl's review was quite funny because all he was do- all you were doing you were just describing what happened from scene <laughs> to scene, moment to moment, and I'm like, this is the most Carl Bird review I've ever. Had. It was. How else was I supposed to review that movie? I don't know how else you can like explain what it is except to explain what it is. I mean, the screensavers look good. <laughs> they were very nice screensavers. <laughs> Top notch 4K screensavers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Have you heard, have you heard, have you heard any of him like, oh, my OLED? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's funny. Um, the running joke in my household is like, you know, I borrow a lot of movies from the library, like if I can't find it streaming. Um, but the library has less Blu rays than it does DVDs. And my husband is very like, it has to be Blu-ray or it's garbage. I'm like, this movie is from like the year 2000. Like DVD is how it was meant to be watched. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm familiar with people who are very like into the the quality of a movie being pristine. Coming from yeah. somebody who was just, no, my 1080p is just fine. By the way, I took a picture of my daughter sleeping like this. <laughs> and I meant to send it to you. <laughs> But um, yeah, before that, he's like, nope, 1080p is just fine. No, you need to upgrade. Nope. <laughs> nope. Then he did. And he ain't looked back ever since. Well, I mean, uh, with, with, my, with my OLED TV. Go you, ahead and lie to me. You know, the great thing about the OLED is that, like, well, if you, if you combine it with, uh, with an excellent upscaling 4K Blu-ray player, in this case, the Panasonic UB820, like 1080p. Are they paying you? <laughs> <laughs> I own stock, no, I don't. no, that's funny. <laughs> but like, but yeah, like 1080p on an OLED on on, on the right on a right player, it looks so pristine. It just don't, it just brings out the life. Don't say it. That that you know. Don't say it. Don't say what. You already know. All right. Yeah. I mean. Nope. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's it's incre- it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, it's like e- even even certain DVDs kind of get a little slight uptick in quality but man if you, if you can watch blu-rays on a, on an oled with the right player it's great but if you see 4k on an oled i i, I, I will give like this to right you there. I said, yeah i was okay so um me and my girl we have been watching the marvel movies mm-hmm. we just got we just finished endgame okay oh by the way she wanted to, she wanted to tell me to tell you mm-hmm. just like you yeah. she cried when tony stark died yeah. Ooh, who didn't? <laughs> My God. Me. You I didn't cry? It. I don't uh, cry for nothing. He was like the this? first one. He's yeah. had our heartstrings since the beginning. No, correct. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's, I can't cry in movies and Fair TV shows. I just can't. He tells me I'm a heartless bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get like very invested with characters. And yeah, I'm definitely one to like tear up, especially I'm like a sympathetic crier. So even if I don't super care, if someone in the movie is crying, it will make me cry because I'll just be like, I'm sad too. I was just totally good. But yeah, she want, we just finished it. She wanted me to tell you that. Yeah, and then I told her that like, yeah, you downplay the movie, but yeah, you cried in the theater. <laughs> you cried when we reviewed it. I had a little tear. Oh, stop it! <laughs> stop it! Don't we show it. <laughs> and when you talked about when you got it on DVD, Blu-ray. Excuse me. Gotta be real. Has to be Blu-ray. My yeah. God, how could you even suggest? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, it, it was it it was a great conclusion. Now, nice. now it's just another movie. It's movie number twenty two out of thirty eight right oh now. God. Yeah, like I feel like, like I'm be- I'm definitely behind. I feel like yeah. maybe after Endgame, actually, I was like the word "end" just like mm. resonated in my head, and I was like, "Yeah, mm. that's that's probably it for the movies." Yeah. Well, I'm a yeah. comic book guy, and I'm a Marvel guy, and the the Marvel universe has just been one completely like. You know, like one big timeline, you know, ending, never ending story. So, yeah. and I'm already like invested into it, invested into everything. I'm just, I'm a fanboy. They're good mm-hmm. movies. They are. They are really good. I also was just listening to the episode I, where you were saying the same thing about him crying. And he was like, you were like, have you cried during any DC movies? No. Like, I will say Marvel wins. <laughs> for the movies, I think. Yeah. Cinematic universe wise. They don't know. And you got you can't deny their impact. Listen, how many studios have tried to do universes and failed miserably? Universal. Yeah, well, I mean dark universe. I mean the mummy, come on. <laughs> but should have left it with Brendan Fraser and that's it. Yeah. But I, I, I will say like Marvel Marvel they have they have quantity and you know and and you know they've and they're and it's pretty consistent quality I'll, I'll give them that but whenever but when dc gets it right they get it right and some of their single singular movies are better than most of the marvel catalog you can look at christopher nolan's i was gonna trilogy. say oh, christopher nolan yeah. you can you can look at the, it, yeah, you can look at more. the batman which came out last year with robert pattinson i mean you're talking about batman yeah. batman movies are great yep um, but what about everybody else one, yeah. wonder woman not at all wonder woman 2017 is better than a good quarter at least of marvel no, he's movies just no and, uh, it, it, i did it really is, like the first yeah. wonder woman yeah. yeah, like eighty four was flawed. It wasn't perfect, but hey, you heard what we had to say about that movie. I know. Please don't, please, please, please don't repeat it, Carl. I don't know if you um, heard that. No, you had no to I don't think I did. Back. You had to go pretty far back. But <laughs> it, it had a, it had a shall we say a problematic uh, plot element, which wasn't thought out too well. But I, th- I thought it didn't re- it didn't deserve all the flack that it got. Um, but I thought yeah. the first film was better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the first film, I'll definitely say that. But then, yeah. you know, it just ruined it with Nigel Thornberry. It, it turned out that the bad guy was Nigel Thornberry. Wait, listen, what? Listen, you put respect on David Thewlis's name. He is a great actor. Oh, he does, but I'm not, I'm just saying he looked like Nigel Thornberry. Oh he was god. Ares, the god of war. <laughs> and who did he respect. look like? He does look I don't, a little and like And, did, and did he sound like him, too? I mean, I, 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 Tim Curry, for me, is like... <laughs> The, the actual voice of, of yeah. Nigel Thornberry. But is Home Dude was a close unrepli- second. Un, unreplicatable or whatever. Smashing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, see, I see no resemblance uh, between David Thewlis and Nigel Thornberry, and I reject any and all comparisons between between that cartoon character and a reputable actor. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying, no. I've seen it. No. Hmm. Uh but uh, I'm looking at the comments here. Uh, Ali says, I thought I liked DC until I met Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her her favorites, uh, her favorites are, I at least the character-wise, I know it's Iron Man. But for the movies, she did enjoy the Guardian. She did enjoy Guardians. She's like, she's like in love with Rocket. And um, and she liked the Ant-Man movies. Yeah. Ant-Man movies are fun. Well, the first two I saw. I still... You still haven't seen Quantumania? I haven't either. Nah. Like... Flawed, but it wasn't as bad as no. It's not as bad as everybody's making it seem to be. 
Yeah. It's just, I mean, at, these, at this point, it's like, I believe that everybody is expecting Endgame for every movie. But I'm like, no, you can't necessarily be that. You got to build up to an Endgame. Mm-hmm. You know, and then by the time they reach to like King Dynasty or Secret Wars and everything, it's just going to be the, you know, any other movie. But no, you have to build, you have to build up. And I believe that everybody's in, people are just impatient nowadays. They need that instant gratification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of it too is like, superhero movies to me like have to be seen in a theater to really like experience it get it at least the first time you know but now like movies are only in the theater for like a week so if you don't see it in that week if you don't spend money on going to the movies every single week like you're gonna miss a bunch of movies and uh yeah so i feel like i could watch quantumania streaming but will it be as good as if i saw it in theaters i don't know so maybe people aren't liking it because they're not getting the full 4k yeah. <laughs> experience yeah i know like for a lot of movies now like thanks to covid like the the release post covid like the release windows are so short for movies yeah like literally you can wait 45 days and then like one movie will come out on a streaming platform um yeah. but but even but even with like the uh temple like marvel marvel movies and dc movies at least they have a proper run before you see them on on home release right yeah. but uh but yeah like like for example, um, the, the this this good movie that came out, Megan, um, that mm-hmm. the horror movie, that, it, it came out in January, and then like forty five days later in February, it came out on Peacock. Yeah, I, I saw like, that oh. it's on Peacock. It's yeah. that's actually my boss's name, and that's how she spells it. So she went to see it with her family, and oh. <laughs> she was like, "We have to. It's me." Uh, she said it was really good. I haven't seen it yet. I what that family dinner was like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But but yeah, what are what are some other? I'm curious. Um, uh, would you consider yourself like a, like a movie buff, or is it more like your husband? Or I would definitely consider myself a movie buff. I like we kind of like grew up together, but we when we started dating, one of the things that I like loved about him was that he was like he was going into the film industry and he loved movies just as much as I do because I've always loved movies. You know, I was like only child latchkey kid like movies and tv kind of partially raised me (laughs) so um and also i watched a lot of gilmore girls when i was a kid and they're big on like movies that are so bad they're good that's like the whole thing that the mom and daughter duo do in the movie is watch movies that are just like terrible but they like love them for that Mm -hmm. so i really love movies that are also so bad that they're good (laughs) well we got some recommendations for you (laughs) a whole streaming service actually (laughs) oh yeah Uh, to if you if you ever come across the tubi uh platform which is i haven't watched anything yet but i've been listening to your episodes and i definitely want (laughs) to yeah check it out there's one that we I, i that we talked about recently um it's the so bad it's good the Velocipastor. Yes. Oh oh, yeah. Pops do did a whole episode on it. They did. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch that, especially now that I know about, uh, what's his name, Jeffrey Mermaid? Or oh, whatever. Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid. Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey. Frankie Mermaid, yeah. No, we definitely, it comes up on, usually around Halloween time, we get Shudder. We like subscribe to that. Oh, um, nice. And it usually comes up and we're always just like, oh, stupid. But you guys made it sound very entertaining. So we're definitely going to watch that. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah. It is. It's so bad. It's good. I'm just sitting there watching. It's like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we we have to review this. <laughs> well, like well he did. Yeah. It's because you lost the bet. 
Yeah, so I, I had to choose a Tubi movie, and one of our one of our regular listeners recommended the Velocipaster in, in the comments. I'm like, just just looking at the title, I'm like, yeah, I have to review this. How can I not? Yeah. And once he mentioned Frankie Mermaid, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, and especially why his name is Frankie Mermaid. Yeah, well, because yeah. he's swimming in bitches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. Yeah. Oh man, but but yeah, what are what are some other um, uh, hot takes that that, uh, that you have? Like not just movies, but like anything that comes to mind, whether you heard on the show or even just like like your hot own hot takes. takes too. I think probably my hottest take is that pizza strips are not pizza, and they're gross. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. You talk about, like, party pizza? <laughs> party pizza, what Rhode Island calls pizza. If someone says, I'm bringing pizza into work, and it's cold tomato bread, <laughs> expectations so dropped. Strips. <laughs> that's my hot They take. hit the spot. <laughs> Them's fighting words around here. Right. Hot and cheesy if it's pizza. Okay. <laughs> Pineapple pizza, yes or no? Yes. Oh, geez. Thank you. No. Thank but, you. Yes. Bacon instead of ham. I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And <laughs> and and the and the pineapples have to be fresh. It can't be from a can. Oh, I don't know. I've never really. I'm pretty sure all the pineapple I've had on pizza is probably from a can. Yeah. I've never noticed it from fresh, but could be good. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. <laughs> Can't win them all. <laughs> like, if you're looking for like a good pineapple pizza, um, I know uh, Pizza J um, Providence has one. Um, there's also a Dave's Marketplace. Mm-hmm. They have this really interesting one where they have um, a pineapple pizza with like bacon bits mm-hmm. and like a bit of like I think basil or oregano. Mm. It's so good. It's just like the the flavors, the balance. It's just mwah, chef's kiss. That sounds pretty good. I'll have oh, to yeah. try it. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they have it every once in a while. So if you see it, definitely get it. All right. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, these are usually like our this or that's that we ask guests. Um, PlayStation or Xbox? Okay, this is a convoluted one. Uh, when I was growing up, even though my mom let me play computer games, she never let me play video games. Uh, so it doesn't make any sense to me now, but that's the situation. So I actually don't really play video games because I can't look and move at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't learned drive, that yet. So my like my like person in the game will be like moving forward and just like tilting down <laughs> and have to look up. It's it's uh excruciating to watch me try to play a video game. But I watch my husband play all the time. Um, especially when it's like cinematic games like The Last of Us or like Red Dead Redemption and stuff. Um and we have a PS five, so nice. PlayStation. Good job. You acknowledge that. Um <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Okay. Asterisk Batman. <laughs> I'll, I'll respect that one. Um, what was the other one we always ask? Uh, what's the better Michael Jackson album? Off the Wall or Thriller? I'm not really a big Michael Jackson person. I guess I'd say Thriller. It's probably one of the only Michael Jackson songs I like. Halloween vibes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the right choice. No, All right. It's not. It's not. We, we prove, listen, my family has proved it at Codex 300. Yes. In the whole entire crowd, actually. What? Mm-hmm. What's a song that's on Off the Wall that Hot I would with know? You. She's Out of the, My Life. Don't yeah. Stop Till You Get Enough. But, like, have you seen the music video for Thriller? Because it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> As an outsider, like not even that's fan, my sol- that's my <laughs> that's the selling point. That's my take on it. That's the selling yeah. point. Well, that and that that and you know, thriller changed culture, not just pop culture, not just music culture. It changed culture as a whole. Off the Wall was just a really good post-disco record, no. had, which, had, which had three notable songs, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Rock With You, and She's Out Of My Life. And the only reason why she has, She's Out Of My Life was notable was because Eddie Murphy made fun of it in Delirious. First of all. That's all. <laughs> Burn This Disco Out, the title track, Off the Wall, I Can't Help It. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, nobody talks about those songs. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Very contentious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we get very. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars. A um, thousand times Star Wars. Love Star Wars. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. Like I've, uh, like, like I've mentioned on the show, like I've tried to get into Star Trek, but it just doesn't really grab me emotionally. Yeah, that was yeah. the same for me. Like I even tried. Because I love things that are so bad they're good, I really like vintage old movies and TV. And I tried the like original series of Star Trek, and I still couldn't get into it. Mm. Like I got into original Doctor Who, but yep. Star Trek just didn't grab me. Okay, yeah. Re- give us a recommendation of a movie that's so bad that it is good. Okay, I think the pièce de résistance of this genre is Vampire's Kiss. With Nicolas Cage. I've heard of it, but I've never, You've never seen, seen it. You've never seen it? Oh, my God. I've seen you it. You have to see it. I've seen the memes based on it. It's, There's memes? It, the whole yeah. movie is a meme. It's incredible. <laughs> it is Nicolas Cage at his finest, just screaming, I'm a vampire, <laughs> through the streets. And you'll like it because it's supposed to be a metaphor. It's not supposed to be that he's actually a vampire. It's supposed to be that it's like a guy losing his mind. So it's got oh. some abstraction to it. Um, okay. But yeah, it's you've got to watch it. Yeah, like I've known that. Um, like I've seen, I've seen like the demented Nicolas Cage grin, which has been memed to death online. Yep. I know that's from that film, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't seen the actual film proper. And matter of fact, let me see, let me check to see where I might find this. I think it might be on YouTube. Oh, I'm that pretty bad. sure we watched. I'm pretty sure we watched it on YouTube. Oh, it's on Tubi. <laughs> there you go. High five on that one. There you go. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna definitely watch it now. You have to. It's it's great. Let's see. Um, I'm looking at this, the brief synopsis for Vampire's Kiss. It says, after an encounter with a neck biter, a publishing executive thinks that he's turning into a vampire. Enough said. That is so the most pared down basic description <laughs> of what the movie is. It's just Nicolas Cage completely unhinged. And like, it's, you know, I mean, he just is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and whoever... I don't even know who directed it, but whoever directed it was just like, go for it. And he really went for it. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I, I'll definitely watch it. Me too. Yeah. This this is great. To, to, I think Tubi's like a hidden treasure that we didn't know. <laughs> it, it, it is. Like, Tubi does have some like good movies on there. Mm-hmm. But those... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like there were there was one Tubi movie I saw, which 
Oh my god! Like, like out of respect for cinema, I'm not gonna put it on my films I've watched in 2023 list at the end of the year. <laughs> it's called The Psychic. Ah, oh, oh, friends in that I one. I have but to go watch ahead. it. It. You talk about a movie that has no production value whatsoever. <laughs> it looks like it was literally shot on just a regular old iPhone. Like, there's no sense of like blocking or staging. It's literally just two people, just like a static shot, side side profile having a conversation no no interesting editing no cuts um oh there's interesting editing all right oh the visual <laughs> visual the visual effects if you're charitable enough to call them visual effects are something else uh man um is this the one where someone slaps someone and they go in the other direction yeah yes okay. yes <laughs> yeah. nice yes and, and and as i'm watching it i'm like like what what is it why is this i had so many questions at the end like that were unanswered like for example like why is it that the mother and daughter uh look more like siblings like look look, look, look so close in age why is it that you well it's know, just movies in general pretty much well but but in the, yeah but true but in this movie it was just a, no i haven't seen it so yeah, i can't compare yeah it was like it was like why does the daughter look like she's dressed to go to the club in every single scene why does she just have a phone in her hand why yeah it's it's just why one why after another and none of them are answered and it's like, <laughs> y- 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 i have to say vampire's kiss yeah. is gonna be pretty similar but probably in a much more fun way because it's nicholas cage but oh, yeah. i remember the whole time just being like what why is why is he doing that what is happening uh but yeah it was good yeah, that reminds me of like another Nicolas Cage. I, I've seen several clips of it on YouTube of of the remake of The Wicker Man. Oh. I've never seen the actual movie, but I've seen the clips. Yeah, and part of me is like, I, I need to go out of my way to watch this because I've seen the original. It. But the Nicolas Cage clips, I saw like, oh, not the bees, and then yeah. like the one where he's running in a bear costume and he just like <laughs> randomly punches someone punches in the face. <laughs> It, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. He's in a bear costume, yeah. running, and he punches some woman in the random, face. Just a random person. Yeah, just a woman in the face. Oh yeah. my god, he punches a woman in the face. That's yeah. even better. I mean, she's a bad guy if it okay. helps yeah. in his defense. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I've never seen the original Wicker Man, but mm. I saw the Nicolas Cage version when I was like, I don't know, whenever it came out, I was younger and took it more seriously and just thought it was kind of like an okay movie but then watching it again as an adult with like my whole history of so bad it's good movies behind me i was just like oh my god this is (laughs) everything nicholas cage makes pretty much is a masterpiece in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) except for renfield i don't know if you've seen that i I haven't seen it yet but i want to i don't know if it's gotten mixed reviews though i didn't finish it i was so sad because i love nicholas cage i love Nicholas Holt, who, because um, I watched The Great on Hulu, which is a very good show, and he's in that. Um, and I love Dracula, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I honestly thought maybe at some point Nicolas Cage was just going to run around saying, I'm a vampire, as like a nod to mm-hmm. <laughs> Vampire's Kiss. But it let me down in every possible way. And my husband and I stopped it, like, maybe. 30 minutes in we were just like I don't know where this is going we have so many questions but not in a funny way like it was no. just like why did they make all these choices so oh, well, yeah I don't know I don't want to like give any spoilers away but just the whole time I was watching it I was like why did they do that why did they do that mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah 
I'll, I'll still check it out, but yeah, like looking at the mixed reaction, I was like, yeah, I'll probably wait till this is uh, available on streaming. Yes, we. Yeah. I think we watched it on Peacock. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, that is so great. <laughs> what's the one with Pedro? Was it Pedro Pascal? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah. I've that only was, seen the meme was, on TikTok. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's really good. It's like actually good, but also has the added level of like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just like that TikTok. Just look at that, like Pedro Pascal smiling. Yeah. And I think he just I just bug out laughing every time. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And that movie makes you, makes me want to watch the Paddington films, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't either. Yeah, I hear, yeah. I hear they're very good. <laughs> I forgot about that you whole mean, like story. Like Paddington Bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear they're very good. <laughs> Apparently, you cried in Coco. So I mean, oh, listen. <laughs> did you cry in Coco? Have you seen Coco at all? I have. I don't think I did cry. Oh, oh. I watched it a long time ago, but I don't think I did cry. Oh, man, I might have watched it on an airplane, though, so maybe that's why. Sometimes yeah. when you watch things on an airplane, you don't get the full effect. Yeah. yeah. Like, I saw it in the theater, and, like, the the, the whole audience I was with, they were sniffling at the grandmother oh. scene. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> it's, it, still, it still gets to me when I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been cussed out so much by you. <laughs> have I? Probably, but. <laughs> yeah, he cussed me out at that moment. I'm like, what are you crying about? How could you not cry? I'm like, just, I don't cry. Have you ever cried from a movie? When I was about five or six, <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time. What movie was it? An American Tale. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm trying to remember when that one. Five finally went back, finally found his family. Oh. That was that was that did it for me, and I have never cried in a movie ever since. Fair enough. It's no. like, uh, isn't there some? There's like a book or a movie where someone cries once and they never cry again. Oh, it's the holiday. Oh, the holiday. Cameron Diaz's character, uh, <laughs> her parents got divorced and she cried so much that one night and then she never cried again for the rest of her life. Oh, it's such a stupid plot point. But it, it just made me think Please, of that. You're, you're Cameron Diaz. <laughs> not, not a single tear. Wow. That's yeah. all right. Victor and I cry enough for both of <laughs> for, yeah. for all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like you're going back to A24 movies um, and you, you mentioned Hereditary. Um, whenever whenever it's available to rent or whenever it's, it, comes, it comes out on Blu-ray, which should be pretty soon, take some time to watch Bo is Afraid. That we've, that's on our list. We've been meaning to watch it. Is it good? It's... Uh, of course it's good it's 824 yeah it, it's good it's 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 three hours it's okay. baffling it's it's perplexing it's hilarious and also horrifying at, at the same time okay. it's joaquin phoenix um in an ariasta movie in an ariaster movie who yeah, that actually it's, it's just great. that sentence terrifies me a little bit <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> When when you watch the movie, like there are some there are some visuals in the in, in the movie. It's like how can anybody, how can a human mind think of this? Like you know, like just like like I mentioned in my review, just looking at Ari Aster's visual metaphor of what an absentee father is, and you'll know it when you see it. It's like oh, oh man, maybe he does need therapy. I say, <laughs> I say, cinema is his therapy, and I think we're all the better for it. Wow, that was deep. 
Yeah. And probably <laughs> accurate. <laughs> and also probably most people should go to therapy. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, that is it like visually as disturbing as the head in hereditary? Um I'd say it's it's more it's horrifying, but the, the head is more horrifying. Okay. But this one is just like, what, huh? Okay. Like, just a mix of emotions. All right. Yeah, um, I, like, my husband thought Midsummer was, like, worse than Hereditary. And I for me, so. like, I was not, maybe because it happened during the day or something, like, <laughs> Midsummer did not bother me as much. I found it much more entertaining. Hereditary was, like, deeply, deeply disturbing <laughs> to me. What got me with Hereditary was, like, the little boy's crying was just so, like, annoying. Like, boys piercing crying, in my ear annoying. I don't really remember the little boy's I crying. Mean, the, oh yeah, I, I know. I, like the, oh the the son. Yeah, the son's good. Yeah. Like the way he cried, it's like I want to hit you to give you something <laughs> to cry about. Like, well, I mean, like when you see when you see your dad spontaneously engulf in flames, and you know, Tony Collette, who's just brilliant in it. Like her her, her face is so expressive. Yeah, too. It's no, like, you're right. I just hated the sound the way he's. I just hated the sound of his crying. That's I mean, fair. I just couldn't. I'm like I want. I want to give him something to cry about. Like my parents say, I will give you something to cry about. Like, (laughs) I would argue that accidentally beheading his sister was probably something to cry about. (laughs) (laughs) Like the thing to cry about. (laughs) Have you watched Strange Thing about the Johnsons? No, I haven't. It's on YouTube, and it's going to be the most like life changing half hour of your life okay it's it, it's a profoundly disturbing uh short film okay. it's from ari aster the same director of hereditary oh, okay. and midsummer and Bo's afraid it's the the premise is just beyond beyond fucked up yes yeah. it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's, like i <laughs> i was yeah. recommending it to a buddy of mine so i was like listen just read the plot he steps out i guess he he was on his lunch break he comes back it's fucked up. I'm not watching this. <laughs> like, didn't even say, all right, I'm back. He just, like, just walked in. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not something that's gonna, you know, that you'll easily forget. Like, it'll stay with you for a little while. Might not I'll, watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- that's just fair warning. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll tell um, my husband to watch it. I'm sure he'll love it. <laughs> he li- he likes all of that stuff. What is um the look you gave me? Who's that really fucked up filmmaker? He made Melancholia. Is that also oh, ter- no? It's oh, not ter- Lars von Trier. That's the one. Yep, yeah. he likes those movies. So you know Lars von Trier. Uh, man, I've seen a few of his films. Like one of which I'll never see again. Uh, Dancer in the Dark. Never heard of it. Yeah, that's with uh, Bjork. It came out in two thousand. Like the ending. Oh my god, the ending is so gut wrenching that I'll never watch that film again. Yeah, I can't. It's it's one of uh, our friend of the show, John Haponic, one of his favorite movies. Oh god, I'll never see that. Just on the ending alone, I can't watch that movie really? again. But I, but I do enjoy Breaking the Waves. That's my favorite of his. I've seen Melancholia, which is profoundly depressing. A Nymphomaniac, which is like a, his two part film, that was quite something <laughs> that's um, what i've heard yeah I, the only one i've seen i think it's his is the house that jack built house that jack is that um no, i feel like it is because i think hmm. i don't know maybe, don't, maybe don't, i'm wrong i don't think that might let me see the house that jack built um 
Well, you're looking it up, so I don't know. 2018? <laughs> that Bill. Lars Von Trier. Yeah. Trier, excuse me. With Matt Dillon and... Yes, yeah. Oh, he directed that. Okay. It was... It was good. It was super duper messed up, though, and I definitely won't watch it again. Um, but I feel like after watching that, I was like, no, I think I'm all set on this director. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, there, there's one movie that I refuse to see of his because I've heard what happens in it Antichrist. Yeah, I've heard of that also. Yeah. And Just I'm, on reputation alone, I won't watch like any of these movies. <laughs> well, it took eight years to watch this movie for Vic to watch this movie. What? Cannibal Holocaust? Have you heard? I have heard of it. Also, have not seen it. Please don't. I will not. <laughs> so Vic, yeah, Vic, and it was funny too. Like their their review, your review of it. I watched it recently, and he's like, I have a certain level of fucked upness that I could take. It's pushed Vic to the limit. No, it's it's be it's beyond what I can tolerate. Like it has. It has legit animal cruelty. Oh yeah, like which which no. I've which I, I I just put my hand up and just fast forward it so I could just not so I could skip those scenes entirely. I do that with any movie where the dog dies, so I definitely can't handle <laughs> this one. Yeah, <laughs> Marley and Me. Oh God! I mean, why even why even make that movie? Like, <laughs> how how did any of us watch that movie knowing like you have to know going into it the dog is gonna die at the end and it's just like ugh. Why are you making me fall in love with a dog and then it dies? Like that's so sad. Why? Why does this movie exist? I was completely yeah. fine. Like, fine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Marley and me. I hear it's like it's like the wrestler of dog movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but even like there's actually a website called Does the Dog Die, and you can look up to see if like an animal dies in the movie that you're watching which is good oh, wow. for me because as soon as anytime watching a movie like if it's like not a comedy and i see an animal i'm like oh fuck that dog's gonna die yeah. so <laughs> i am legend yeah yeah but it happens it happens off screen like the camera tilts up so you don't see yeah. it but you know what happens it's like yeah. aww. unlike yeah. in i think it was called stitches have you seen it's like a pretty bad B horror movie from Ireland uh, mm -hmm. about a murderous clown. Yeah. Um, I think a murderous clown ghost actually and there's a cat and it does not survive the movie in a oh. pretty rough way and oh. yeah. Yeah. That that reminds me of a of this film uh, by Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, he directed a movie called Dogtooth. I he did the lobster, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't seen Dogtooth. Yeah, Dogtooth. Like that's a very interesting and very disturbing film. Um, and there's a scene where this this family, it's like this this these parents and they're like kind of like shelter, they're sheltering and like oh, severely misinforming their kids. I have seen Dogtooth. You remember the cat scene in the in the yard? Yes. With the scissors. Yes. I either made us skip over it or left the room. Or covered but, my ears. One of the, that's those are my go-to moves. Whenever I can see it about to happen, I'm like, yeah, no. like, like when I saw that when I saw the the cat in the yard, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, they'll probably cut away like at, at, like before impact, but no, it showed everything. I'm like, oh my, what, yeah. what, no. Yeah, I actually I'm having flashbacks now, and I remember, <laughs> yeah. like a child. Ears covered, eyes closed, and I could still hear it. And I was like, "Turn down the volume!" And Nate was like, "It won't turn down." <laughs> yeah, no, we have we have a dog and two cats, so animal lovers. And I'm like, 
oh I can't I'm too I'm too like empathetic when I watch a movie like I get invested in the characters it's why I cry in movies so yeah it's no no nope yeah. don't don't watch the 2010 film I spit on your grave okay I've heard of that film by reputation I'm never gonna see it I watched it I bet you have yeah someone <laughs> To no effect. I, I will say this: it's basically it's basically a revenge film, mm. okay. and you're. Let me see. How can I say this? I was empathetic with the title character, so when she finally got her revenge, I was like, "Good for you." Yeah, that's what it is like. Well, that's like promising young woman. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's a revenge film, and that's a really good one. It might be a twenty-four. <laughs> um, actually, it's not a twenty-four, but it's an excellent film. Like, okay, it actually won um, uh, the Oscar for original screenplay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, and that was like, but I, I feel like that one wasn't like any violence that happened. I felt like it was for the plot. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it wasn't gratuitous. Yeah, like it had a point. Exactly, had a point to prove. If there's gonna be gratuitous violence in a movie I'm watching, I prefer it to be like '80s red paint blood, like in Freddy Krueger movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, <laughs> if it's gonna be gratuitous, have it be campy. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, uh, and also speaking of like uh, other other horror or, or comedic comedically horror horror films have you seen cocaine bear i have not yet <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> okay i think have you seen it yes, yes. okay yeah. so did it bum you out at all because i'm worried that like like the actual story is like a bear ate a bunch of cocaine and then just died yeah. so for me like just yeah. knowing that the premise of the movie is just like this poor bear ate a bunch of cocaine and just Oh, deed. Like, that's so sad oh. to me. Oh, oh no. This movie. It's, like, it, it's good enough that it, like, doesn't make you think about that. No. Okay. Like, this is... This is <laughs> Not a, at all. Yeah, it's, like, a completely fictionalized uh, version okay. of the story. And when that coke's on that stuff, oh, it's in full rage mode. And no one is safe. My, My husband really wants to watch it, so I think we're going to watch it soon. Do it. Yeah. Okay. I won't even think about it. Just do it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and and rest in peace to the late great actor Ray Liotta. Like, oh my god, like, yeah, that was his last movie. Okay, so yeah. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time, and he literally died on my birthday, and I had COVID that year. Oof. It was the worst birthday of all time. I was oh, like man. already sick in bed, and then. I saw on my phone, I was like, Ray Liotta, no. Yeah. No, it was last year. It was last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah. The worst birthday. Mm. It's bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's not R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Yeah. But what a way to go out, though. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that it's his last movie. Wait, wasn't he also in... um, He was in Fool's Paradise, which just came out with Charlie Day. Yeah, I think that might have been his like his last completed role, I believe. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Cocaine Bear. That's 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 something uh, something worth watching. I'll definitely yeah. I'll definitely watch it. That's on record, Nate. I will watch Cocaine Bear with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, any any other any other cool movie recommendations you have, or anything else that you've seen recently, or something that, just, that you'd recommend otherwise? Well, I just watched Triangle of Sadness the other day. Oh. Loved it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh man, what about that scene where? Oh, it was they're, horrific. They're just all puking. Thankfully, on... I had finished eating because I was like <laughs> eating dinner at the beginning of the movie, and mm. thankfully, I had finished because I was like, <laughs> so <laughs> gross. Weak oh, stomach. <laughs> well, not actually, but it was just like, wow, that's disgusting. Oh, but yeah. also, it's nice to bring those people down. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I yeah. think was the point of the movie. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, you can have all the money in the world, but you're still going to get seasick and food poisoning and all that stuff. Doesn't mm-hmm. change. So, yeah. yeah, I thought it was good. And I just oh, yeah. finished watching um, the final season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have oh. you guys watched that at all? I've heard of it. It's on Amazon Prime, and the I think it's three seasons. Um, the protagonist is a woman in starts in the late 1950s whose husband leaves her um, and her husband was an aspiring stand-up comic so she would go with him to all of his like open mic nights and like take notes and help him try to like improve his act and everything Mm -hmm. and when he leaves her she gets drunk stumbles into one of the clubs and ends up like giving like an incredible stand-up set Mm -hmm. and the woman who works at the club is like i'm gonna be your manager you're gonna be a stand-up and at first she's like no that's i just want to get my husband back and like get back to my life but over the course of the series like she literally becomes like a famous stand-up comedian and like opens for these like famous musicians and stuff and it's just like a really hilarious show but it's also like such good characters like such good storytelling and i think it's the only other thing other than gilmore girls that amy sherman palladino has made um she's the same show creator and it's just like there was like probably at least a decade in between those two shows but she just really knocked it out of the park with this one i highly recommend it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's been a, it's been a while since I've gotten into a a, t- a TV series, so I'll probably have to put that on my list. Yeah. It's good. It's a good binge. I told you to start watching This Is Us. I still haven't seen that. I have to. Everyone says it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're ep- yeah. You're gonna cry every episode. You <laughs> there will. There you go. You will. Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown is one of the main one of the main actors in, in the movie in the show. Who's that? Uh, Sterling K. Brown, he's played in, uh, he was in Black Panther, he was in Predator, he was in the O.J. Simpson show. Uh, uh, is it The People vs. Yeah, The People vs. O.J. Yeah. Simpson, he was in that. Um, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's in a lot, he's in a lot of things. Oh, the, um, Hot for Jesus, Save Your Soul, he's in that. Yeah, that was good with Regina, oh, Regina Hall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was he was also in Supernatural and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he plays a musician's manager in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So. Oh, see, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to find, like, girlier references Girl, for me right. sometimes. <laughs> but I will say, like, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is not just, like, a show for women. Like, it's it's just a good show in oh, general. I got, I yeah. got cussed out of that one. They felt... The, per, the plot is the show. everybody knows like the father dies and uh, this is us they finally showed how it happened like my girlfriend at the time was like why aren't you crying I'm like this is good <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting watching I was like this is, I'm finally seeing how this happened this is good and she's just like bawling out and she's like you are so heartless I'm like yeah, I'm are. enjoying the story <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good that both types of people exist in the world. That's how that's how we make it go around, right? I just can't cry. I can't cry. I, I just, I don't know, movies and TV shows just don't trigger that for me. 
That's fair. <laughs> You're just Cameron Diaz in the holiday. Just yeah. trying to cry and you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, have you have you ever um seen any um uh David Lynch movies? Oh my god. Yes. Um I think the only actual movie I saw was is it Blue Velvet? No. Uh, Boulevard? Oh, Mulholland, Mulholland Drive. Drive. Mulholland Drive. Yeah. That's it. I saw that in like high school. Um, and I liked it but didn't get it. But then I watched Twin Peaks and I loved it. So Yeah, I still I still haven't watched Twin Peaks yet. Oh, you gotta to. watch it. Yeah. It's definitely weird and it's definitely David Lynch, but it's like once you get in your head, just like, yeah, no, this is just gonna be weird. Stop asking questions. Hmm. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wish I had that warning before I watched <laughs> Mulholland Drive. I think I that was that. I don't think that one was a bet. It was more of like a challenge. Like I think I challenged him to watch a movie, and then he challenged me to watch that one. Mm. And was it? Oh, was it? No, I just made the challenge myself. Like, give me a criteria because Vic's big on Criterion movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh shit. Yeah. Next month's July. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> What's July? July is the uh, uh, Barnes and Noble Criterion Collection Sale. So oh. 50 percent off all of all of their DVDs and Blu-rays. Wow. And they also have another sale in November. Oh, I, I have a short list of uh, films I'm going to get during that sale. I'll have to stock up on Christmas presents for my husband. That's Listen, literally minimal- all he wants every year. Hmm. Blu-rays, Criterion Collection. That's it. Oh yeah, J- July and November. <laughs> you just gonna have to have your son, your husband on that show as well. I know, seriously. Yes. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'd love that. Like it's like a film, film extravaganza discussion. Like oh yeah, there's there's just so many great films I'll on that criteria. I'll be the uncultured swine in that episode. <laughs> no, listen, movies that are so bad they're good are also culturally important. Okay, like it's. You got to laugh. And exactly. also, you have to be able to, like, discern. I feel like it takes, like, a, a special type of person to realize that something is good because it's really bad. Like, some people would just watch it and be like, this is a terrible movie. You have to be, like, you have to have the wherewithal to be like, yes, it's terrible, but can't you see how good it is? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, case in point, like, the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, my God. Family. <laughs> I I haven't I definitely haven't seen all of them. I've seen like two of them, but we just rewatched the first one like a year ago and it was like so triggering of the early 2000s for me. Like I was just like, wow, like this is really a blast from the past and also sometimes not in a great way. Like there's just like one female driver and she's just like there to be like super skinny and wearing pink and i was just like oh my god yeah exactly um but yeah people love them and they're pretty over the top so yeah i can see how they're like so bad they're good oh absolutely like like i remember watching the first movie like uh relatively recently like a few years ago and the first movie is like it's like a it might as well be like a like a low budget art house movie compared to like fast five and like (laughs) fast seven because it's like the first film they were just like trying to steal trucks full of like dvd players and part five like they're they're tearing down the streets of brazil like with a safe strapped to like their their cars and and then part eight there's a submarine involved it's 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 (laughs) weird (laughs) 
I Maybe I need to give them another chance. If there's a submarine involved, that sounds pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it was like part eight. They call Fate of the Furious. Fate, yeah, Fate of the Furious. Yeah, like part nine. Like I haven't seen the last two films. Uh, like part nine. Um, I heard they nine. Yeah, nine and ten. I haven't. I haven't seen yet. And I yeah. like part nine is still. And this is so bad. Is <laughs> literally on the floor of my car, and it's. Been there for a year. Fast, oh, like the DVD. <laughs> the DVD. Yeah. It's just been sitting there in your Cause car. Because I brought it. Because I bought it, and then I brought it to work to for my clients to watch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just been there. Wow. Well, the good news is it's just a DVD, so it doesn't really matter. If it was a Blu-ray, no, it's a Blu-ray. Oh no, it's a Blu-ray. I stand corrected. Yeah. It's just, it's just there. I just been. I've been. I just never took it out. At least it's in its natural habitat in a car. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's yeah. a fitting place to keep it. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. Any other um, any other shows or, or, or films that you'd uh, either recommend or rather um, either shows that you don't recommend or or even hmm. or even shows or films that that were praised and then when you watch them, it's like I don't get it. Didn't work for me. Okay, here's my hot take. And I've been meaning to rewatch it just in case I like it better the second time. But, like, I do not understand the hype over Avatar. Like, it's, like, a good movie, but I don't understand, like, the, like, like, Avatar. Like, it's just, like, oh, I just thought it was, like, a really good movie and also very similar to the plot of Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I didn't, it didn't blow my mind the way people are freaking out about it. I mean, in terms of like a visual effects spectacle, it's it's in a class of its own. Yeah. Like like the story. That's sto- true. Like the storytelling is it's 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 simple. It's not it's not super complex or intricate. But like if you're if you're looking for just like a like a a, a, a simple story told in the most beautiful way possible, then you can you, I'd recommend it on that level. But if That's you're looking fair. for something like extraordinary, like a life changer, probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like when the first one came out, like people were like freaking out about it. And I went to see it in theaters and it was really good, but it was just like, okay, now I'm done watching that really good movie and I move on with my life. Like I feel like people just were over the top about it. I don't know. I did not get it. Yeah, it was like I think it was a purely visual spectacle. Fair enough. Like like Way of Water is incredible. Like I um, haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it was in theaters for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance. Yeah. I think it's av- it's available on streaming now. Now it is, yeah, yeah. and on 4K. Which, I think I saw it. It's on like yeah. Peacock or something. Uh, yeah. Maybe Max. HBO. Yeah, or it's, it's called Max. Just yeah. Max now. Yeah, yeah Max and um, Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. We always yeah. uh, we sign up for Disney Plus around the holidays because our tradition is to. Or every Christmas season, watch all of the Star Wars movies in order, and it's becoming a longer list every year. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we subscribe to that just around December, and then we get rid of it. <laughs> Sometimes early, so we can watch Halloween Town. <laughs> Am I the? I swear, I feel like I'm the only one. I'm like, I just don't. I, that's one I don't see the hype of. You don't see Halloween the hype Town. of Star Wars? Oh, Halloween, Halloween Town. Town. Nope. Okay, well, I put Hocus Pocus over it any day of the week. That's fair. Halloween Town is 
a thousand percent just nostalgia like it is not a particularly good movie although debbie reynolds is incredible in everything always as far as i'm concerned (laughs) but it's just like it's so nostalgic and fun and especially when i was a kid who was very afraid of scary movies there was a pretty small window of halloween movies i could watch and so halloween town was one of them and hocus pocus of course that were like Halloween movies that weren't scary, really. Did you catch all? Did you watch Focus Focus too? Yes. What'd yeah. you think? I liked it, um, but I didn't love it as much as the first one. But yeah. the first one is so nostalgic that I feel like, how can you not, you know, love that one more? Um, but I thought, you know, they still got it. The witches still got it. Fair, fair. Like I was, like when I watched it, is. You know, the whole movie was filmed in Rhode Island. So I'm yeah. just like, okay, well, that's fair. I'm like, well, that's where that is. That's where that is. And uh, my sister was actually in the movie as one of the dancers mm-hmm. at, in the party scene. And she would just tell me a whole bunch of things. Just like the way they like the way they filmed it is like the Walgreens scene. They're facing Walgreens. The Walgreens was in a CVS. Wait, no, it was Walgreens. Wait. It was a Walgreens, but in the movie it was CVS. Is that no, what it was? It was, it was definitely Wal- it was definitely Walgreens. Because it was okay, so I think I can say it now. I never know when I'm allowed to say it, but my husband worked on it too, and oh, okay. so I'm pretty sure that it was a CVS. And also, um, someone I work with was like, "Yeah, it's a CVS right across the street from me," but all of the signage is Walgreens, and I was like, "They literally changed the signage in a CVS to a Walgreens." No, it was good. It was definitely well because i walked into because if you go into that walgreens they have a big picture of the scene where the sanderson sisters are like facing it oh so yeah it was definitely walgreens and my sister was telling me she's like well your face he's like when they're facing walgreens yeah you see federal hill but then when you see them they're in newport yeah (laughs) yeah like like certain shots they're like oh they're filming like the party scene in newport but they were filming the same thing yeah in federal hill so it was like i'm like how did how could they put that together but she that's what she told me she's also going to be in good burger too oh okay nice very nice (laughs) i drove by keenan and kill this show they're short yeah well the good burger it's the old friend it's the old friendly's restaurant yeah that was in mineral spring so and i live like around the corner from it oh so nice I, yeah so i was watching them build it i was watching like them i saw saw them filming and stuff and my sister she came over to see my daughter because she don't care about seeing me no more <laughs> but um, <laughs> and she's like yeah, i was just in a pot blocking battle with Ke- with kel and i'm like oh my god they seem so nice though like they've been meeting with so many people at the end of the day and like signing autographs and taking pictures and stuff yeah very cool yeah like you would see them like they would like people were holding up trap like holding up traffic like they would be just gathered up across the street and around and then they'll just be sitting there they'll just stand there like watching film all day and stuff and it was just cool i thought it was so cool that they just they were just embracing the city. Yeah. Like, I saw them at New York System Wieners and stuff. And Although, I heard that Keenan got, like, a tuna sandwich and not a hot wiener from New York System yeah, Wieners. Like, yeah, was like, it was like... <laughs> I heard he got some flag for that. <laughs> someone <laughs> someone should have like, warned him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you come to Rhode Island, you, you eat, eat the party pizza and the hot wieners. <laughs> 
Although I, I will, I will say like the party pizza. Like if you sprinkle some Parmesan cheese on it, then that helps it. It helps no, it. Doesn't. Nope. Or if you put like a little like slice of like pepperoni. I know it's not the same. No. What you're no. describing is a less good version of bruschetta, which <laughs> still isn't pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. This is, it's fine. Come <laughs> for me, as they you say. Have, you have a hot I'm still waiting for I'm like, I know she disagrees with like, I think she dis- She would probably disagree with, with me more than you. <laughs> I don't think so. No, really? I think my main, my main hot take for like your podcast was that I agree with you about Tree of Life. That was like my main thing. Like, I was driving and you were like screensavers, and I was like, "Yes, thank you." Like I'm not the only one. Not to say like I am. I'm a movie buff. I love movies. I love good movies. I love bad movies. I love comedies. Like I love all of it. I just don't love Tree of Life. <laughs> it's all right. I okay. spent a, a large portion of the 90s just staring at screensavers. So, you know, I got that out toasters. of the way. <laughs> flying toasters. Shout out to the flying toasters. I like the pipes, the like zigzag pipes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Or the, the 3D brick maze. Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, we could make our own Terrence Malick movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just have some whisper narrative. All I, that and all I need. Also, you got to have the, D, the DVD menu. <laughs> yes, like that episode of The Office yep. when it hits the corner. <laughs> Everybody's like, he's it. So I'll paint the picture for you. So um, Michael, who's the manager of the of the Scranton branch, he's conducting a meeting, but there's a TV in behind, but there's the DVD menu, and it's just bouncing all over the place, mm-hmm. and nobody's paying attention to Michael. Mm-hmm. It's just all about the DVD, like the the DVD menu, so they're just sitting there watching it, so it looks like it's about to hit the corner, and maybe I goes, <gasps> and then they're just like, then it bounces off a wall, and they're like, ah, it's gotta happen, it's gotta happen. <laughs> and then once they finally, once it finally happens, they just all celebrate and leave, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's quit while ahead. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> he's like, oh, I did a good meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. So you, have you not watched The Office? Um, I've only seen like one or two episodes. It's a good show. It's so really. It's Highly so, recommend. What it is is because it's so relatable because we all go to work. Yeah. Yeah. And we all like have good days and bad days at our job. So it's just like, yeah. yeah, you can just relate to it. Yeah. It makes you think of Office Space. I've seen that. Oh, I want That is a good movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah I love the soundtrack of Office Space. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of... Um, have you seen the show Barry on HBO? Heard no, of it. No, I've wanted to see it's it. It's really, really good. Um, and there's a character in it who is played by the like stapler guy from Office Space. But oh, he's yeah. like very gruff. He's like, I mean, I'm not really sure what his role is in the show, actually. He might be like an assassin or he's like the guy who hires hitmen or something. Um, but he's like this gruff guy. And towards the end of the series, he has like tattoos and stuff. And it like didn't hit me until we're on like the last episode of the series. I was like, oh, my God, that's the stapler guy <laughs> from oh, Office yeah. Space. Because <laughs> he's obviously a lot older now, too. But um, yeah, that is a good show. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was curious about the about that show for a while. I know that... Um, Bill Hader, he's a star of it. Yes, yeah. it's like, it's funny but also dramatic and just so good. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to like give stuff away, mm-hmm. so I don't know how much I can say about it. Because if you watch it, I want you to like enjoy it. So okay. yeah, but it's a good movie. I mean, a good show. Nice. Yeah. 
Oh, and also I was thinking if you're if you're a fan of horror movies too, um, I highly recommend X and its prequel Pearl. I have not seen those yet. I've heard I have a friend who saw them both and said they were good. So yeah, both A twenty four productions too. And then the the third the third film in the trilogy is supposed to come out this year, Maxine with three oh, okay. X's. Yeah, starring also starring Mia Goth. So, okay. Yeah, those are really good. Uh, what was the movie that we both liked? And it was about the Airbnb. Oh, Barbarian. That's please tell me. You've oh seen man, that. no, I haven't. Oh, Please. Is, so is it good. a movie where someone rents an Airbnb, but the Airbnb host is just going to murder them? Because that's literally my fear when I, get, <laughs> when I something in the back of my mind when I well, rent an Airbnb is like this person could totally come in and murder well, us. Something worse. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's um. Oh man, like people are just plumbing the depths of my psyche for terrifying things and making movies about them i guess yeah <laughs> yep if you uh sometimes you shouldn't go into basement strange basements oh i would Unless, never go into a strange basement yeah. so that's fine that's but, i would yeah. never drive past the conjuring house never go into a strange basement nothing, nothing, I, prom- I promise you nothing will happen to you if you drive past the conjuring house. fair enough i, I promise you that i won't go no. inside it now now uh would you say Candyman five times I actually have never seen Candyman. And that's okay. It's a good movie. I the, okay. Both versions. I'm yeah. like such a baby with horror movies that it's like every October when we start watching our our horror movies for Halloween, like Nate has to be strategic about what movies he'll get me to watch because I can't. Once I watch like one horror movie, I need like a few days to recoup <laughs> it's so much bad vibes and like sometimes gore and like yeah i don't know it gets to me i'm a baby about it so i can't i have like a whole list of horror movies that i know are good but i haven't watched them yet yeah if you see the original candy man and then there's the um the sequel that mm-hmm. came out um in yeah 2021 it's the same guy though which is cool yep, yep tony todd no there was a sequel before that which one Oh yeah, well, Candyman, farewell to the flesh. Yeah, but I heard those were pretty. The sequels were were kind of so so. Okay, yeah, but, but they, for, they're but still the, there. Was it like yeah. a Halloween situation where it kind of spun off and then they pretended it didn't happen? Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, basically, like the whole <laughs> the whole premise is like if you say Candyman five times in a mirror or a reflective surface, Candyman will appear and start killing killing you and other folks. Gotcha. So Carl is such still a still will not do it. He he I, I he swears he he would he refuses to say Candyman in real life five times even though I've done it on the show where I would say in a reflective surface nothing happened but he still won't do it and, yeah. I, and, I, and I tell him nothing's happened yet I tell him you are aware that Candyman <laughs> is a fictional character yeah nope. I'll never do it that's fair I won't do the Bloody Mary thing either so you know oh, yeah, I remember that one just in case after the Bloody Mary thing it's fun it's you just are. like it's, it's like, a real daredevil it's like see, no, see nothing happened see I'm still here it's fine <laughs> It's, it's fine, Carl. These are just made-up stories. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Say Candyman and Bloody Mary five times back to back. Why would I? Why would you oh want God. me to do such a thing? I see. I always thought you had a vendetta against me. <laughs> Nothing will happen. You, you want something to happen to me. <laughs> Nothing. Will My happen. life is good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt fate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Take my daughter's daddy away from her. <laughs> she loves me. All for a prank. Prank. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's but, funny. Uh, yeah, 
Oh man, you could. We, oh yeah, we we could we could go on and on about movies and and shows and. and oh books, yeah, here you go. Here's that yeah. picture. Aw, look at that. Oh, <laughs> so peaceful. Yeah, because she definitely wasn't moment, today. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely was not today. She's just like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You're fed. You change. You're good. That's what babies do, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we could, we we could go, we could go on, but uh, but yeah, we will definitely have you uh, back on the show, Lauren. Uh, I know. Yeah, your husband too. Yeah, yeah. I tell will, him he's I required. Will, I'll tell him. <laughs> if he works in film, he he's. Oh, now she's being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell him he is required to be. I need to learn about his experiences working in film okay all right i'll yeah. tell him well he's gonna listen to this so he knows now nice. not now now but mm. when this airs and yeah. he listens to it then he will know. yeah right yeah on. you are required <laughs> to come yeah, yeah he'll be um he'll be on team victor about most things i think about a24 about Pretty disturbing sure. movies about uh tree of life <laughs> <laughs> oh he enjoyed tree of life oh yeah that's yeah. why he made me watch it yeah it's not for everyone, as <laughs> no, we know. <laughs> I also have another friend whose uh, boyfriend is in the film industry. And one time when it was just me and her, she was just like, if I have to watch 2001 Space Odyssey one more time, I'm going to jump out a window. <laughs> so there's more of us out there. <laughs> Although I do like that movie, but there's only so many times you can watch it, probably. Mm. Especially the opening sequence, which is very, very long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it's happening in real time. <laughs> <laughs> True, but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Before we wrap up, we're an hour and a half in, or uh, rounding third, headed for home. So, uh, so uh, Lauren, uh, tell the good people where they can find you and your work. Yeah, sure. I can't believe it's already been an hour and a half. Time yeah. flies when you're just word vomiting about movies. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Roadie Radio. It's the statewide Rhode Island Library podcast. Um, you can find us at roadieradio.org or wherever you find your podcasts. So right on. Socials? Oh, yeah. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Roadie Radio. Nice. Awesome. Fantastic. And as for our show, Codex Prime, you can find us every Tuesday night, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, Facebook Live. We're also on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, just, you know, Google us, search for us. You can find our show pretty much anywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're also on Twitter at Codex Prime Cast and Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. There you go. Yeah. You done covered it all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Lauren, it's it's been a pleasure. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely, like I said, we'll have you definitely, uh, definitely have you back on the show. Uh, we'll we'll talk more. A twenty four, A twenty four movies. Oh, speaking of which, uh, there's another horror movie coming out next month called Talk to Me. Oh, I haven't heard of it yet. Oh, the the trailer looks rather interesting. I'll right. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll have to check um, it. <laughs> so so yeah so yeah that, that that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Coast Prime Podcast. Uh, As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.